0: Just because I married your mom doesn't mean you could walk around the house dressed like a slut with your taglines hanging out.
1: Ooh,
0: damn. I think I saw that on porno. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's just the stepdad. Yeah, which <laughs> is less common now because I feel like it might be really creepy. <laughs> you think stepdad porn has gone down in popularity? Because or? it's creepy. Oh, No. I don't think it's gone down. I just see Step Bro now. Oh, God. Help me, Step Bro. I'm stuck in the washing machine. Well, if you're referring to pornography, then these taglines are going to hit you pretty hard. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Tonight, Daddy's coming home. (laughs) (laughs) To slice up more than just the cake. Oh. Yeah, you're going to get a piece of that pie, too. Why was there a pie? (laughs) Why was there a part two? I I liked the uh, Daddy's coming home. Why is there a part two? Because money, man, you gotta make that <laughs> <No>. money. <laughs> yeah, like, the part one is good because there's no cake in this movie. I think that this was for the poster because the poster has a cake on it. Yeah, it's the poster the shit. It, I mean, it's it's that kind of thing where you're like, oh, this time there's a wedding. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> uh, there's something you should know about my past. Dot dot dot. That's just the plot. Yeah. <laughs> you should that that tagline should be like, you should watch the first movie. Yeah, really. And the final one, the one that probably most people would know, make room for daddy. Don't like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> With a budget of $1.5 million and a cumulative worldwide gross of 1.5 million hundred (laughs) nineteen dollars more than likely the the information that i collected is a little bit off but if not okay they just made their money back (laughs) yeah nineteen thousand dollars plus here's those stats guys one flashback scene with a knife to the chest wooden doll stabbing devices billy clubs to the face car truck hand slams bottle breaks broken bottle stabbings one sex scene strangulation bridal veil suffocation meat fork hand stabbing cake knife stabbing claw hammer to the chest and five deaths in total with a 5.7 on imdb a 2.8 on letterbox and a 0 percent on rotten tomatoes based on five reviews oh <laughs> but you know what there was five people that cared enough to say this was shit yes it's 1989's stepfather 2 let's drop some bombs
1: Dr. Slag, PhD, all the subhumanoids melted down in class of nuclei part two and in the beginning of this movie. Who are you? You silly bitch. I'm the other woman. Honey, they say I'm backward because I like it in the back. You may think you've got the power of hell on yourself, but you don't know who you're
0: dealing with.
1: Happy birthday to me, happy birthday dear Jenny happy birthday to me.
0: Welcome to Bonds Away, the B-movie comedy podcast. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me inside the studio as always is... Just like this movie, the stepfather you didn't want in your life, Tyler Rowe. Damn. So you really didn't enjoy this, huh? No, you no. didn't either. No, I didn't. <laughs> don't, don't try to act like you I should. was just trying to make conversation <laughs> to get the show rolling. But meanwhile, while we're at it, I would like to say, guys, if you haven't noticed, uh, where's Shorty's? Where'd that go? Okay? I want to put it out there. We've decided to do things a little differently, right? So those loyal listeners out there... How we're going to do it now is, shorties. eh, it wasn't really doing what I thought it would do for us, right? Uh, it put us under some stress, some duress that we didn't really need in our life, especially with COVID right now, you know? So instead of being like, oh, we, we all these things are coming out, we're just going to let you know at the end of the episode what the next episode is, so you get ready for that. And Shorty's was also a time to... Let people know who we were, what we were about, uh, how our month was going. Now we can just do it at the top end. Yeah. So, how you been, buddy? Good. I know, right? <laughs> we're back. We're about to be under a second quarantine. <clears throat> Hell yeah, brother. I can't wait. No, uh, uh, for, for, for those who have been listening the past two months, we've been doing things remotely. Tyler is at his house I was at mine, but now we're back in the studio. We're back in our brand new studio and uh, ready to kick some ass. This studio has only been used uh, two prior times. Yeah, Leprechaun three, Leprechaun three, and Prom night. In Prom night last week, Mm -hmm. literally, we got this studio. uh, It's a garage, but we got this studio, and then two days later was the lockdown, and it sucked. So
1: it really was.
0: And 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 what was it? It was about like two weeks in. You were like. I can't see you no more. You broke up with me. I did. We broke up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you can't keep coming around these parts, partner. That's exactly how it went down. I was like, but we have work to do.
1: <laughs> but uh, I
0: don't know what those tapes have on them when they come to you. You're gonna bring me VHS COVID. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what? Are, what have you been up to? You, you, you doing all right? Like otherwise? Oh, chill. You got you got a new uh, your house hunting. I'm house hunting. All right. Uh, me. There might be somebody new. It's me. Yeah, I it, just started putting it it out. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, things are going great, guys. Everybody that's uh been talking to us, they've been very supportive and 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 just active on our Instagram. We, as always, we like to say thank you and and uh, hope you're doing all right because you know things are getting back into the swing of things. And I just wanted to just. Take this time to let you know, hey, that's where shorty's went and how we're gonna do things moving forward. Yeah. It's gonna be bigger, better than ever. Can't wait to start doing video. Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not bullshitting, we're not like, oh, you know, the website's coming. Everything is happening. Like everything was supposed to happen before COVID or like within it progressing, but you know how it goes with COVID. Uh, you have no idea what the next day is gonna bring. Yeah, really. You know, like one day you could be like saying that you're going back to work, and then the next day you could literally just not know again <laughs> when it's all gonna go down. And then the next day, Splash Mountain could be changed. You know, <laughs> so like who who even knows anymore? Um, things hit you like uh, like fastballs at this yep. point. So uh, this is how we're gonna do it. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's it's a better way to just be like hey who are tyler and jonathan how are they doing on a weekly basis instead of just these shorties that you know you may or may not listen to i mean considering all they are is the trailers (laughs) yeah and if uh if you guys like this new format if you don't like it if you have anything just let us know um at all of our instagram twitter at bombs away show or on Facebook at bombs away show agreed and and I will tell you uh, for those who are like oh you know I did enjoy shorties I did list, enjoy that kind of things I just want to say that there are opportunities for more content to come out but you got to write to us like yeah. we, we can we can turn shorties or whatever into like a mailbag but the only way you can do that is you actually write to us on Facebook or you write to us contact at bombsawayshow.com that's yeah. the best ways to get a hold of us, to write to us. And if you're comfortable and you give us permission, we'll read your note out on air. We'll, we'll, there's plenty of things. So just because Shorty's is gone doesn't mean that a lot of progress isn't on the way. Yeah. Right? So with that being said, we're going to dive into a film today that doesn't really seem to progress the franchise whatsoever. No, it's, it's um, quite literally just the first movie, but now the child is a boy. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. This literally could have been a prequel because he did murder two other families prior to the start of part one. Yeah. And they right? only give him two kills when they talk about it in this movie, which is frustrating. It's like, no, he has four under his belt. So when we say he, what we're talking about is Jerry. Okay. Jerry is our stepfather, the serial killer, right? He's gone by many names, but, uh, you know, the, the biggest being, uh, uh Jerry, I think that is his main, like, what, his birth name, right? And this is played by Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn, of course, was John Locke on Lost. That's his most famous uh, role. He was also Howard Hughes in The Rocketeer. Remember that shit? God. You know, I've never seen that movie because when, I mean, it came out before I was born. But when I wanted to see I don't know why my parents told me I was too adult for me. But I'm like. Well, because it had Nazis in it oh yeah they didn't want me to see them and see how they looked and think i was a nazi fair (laughs) white (laughs) blonde hair blue eyes. yeah uh so yeah jerry is played by terry o'quinn meanwhile also there are going to be a lot of connections to other things that we have done or plan to do within this movie this movie is a bombs away alumni like event Mm -hmm. um it's it's crazy how it seems we've done so much lately where so many people from other episodes have appeared in these? movies. Nah, man, we're 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 hitting the spider webs of the B movie it's universe. It's because shit breeds shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are. We're we're literally hitting the family tree of B movies at this point. Because um, and, and that's gonna happen three years in, I guess. So Meg Foster is a two-time alumni. Okay, is it thirty-one? And this and this right. And then we also have Caroline Williams. Who will be a three-time alumni. That is true. Yes. Because she was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and Leprechaun 3. And then Stepfather 2. Right. And never in the, the never in the flagship, always in the sequel. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and then we have our director, Jeff Burr, who will go on to make something which I guarantee that will cover Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Oh geez. Uh, Leatherface Colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. That's the one where the, the chainsaw comes out of the water, right? In the yeah, tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, like uh like Lancelot. Yeah. Not Lancelot. <laughs> Lancelot, like Excalibur. <laughs> Excalibur. Um <laughs> and he he's he did Pumpkinhead 2, which I'm sure we'll get to. And then Puppet Master 4 and 5. Which we are going to get to. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have him. We also have uh in this film Jonathan Brandis who most famously, I believe, I would say, I remember him from Ladybugs, the Rodney Dangerfield film, where he dresses him up like a girl so that the girls' soccer team that he's coaching for his boss will actually win their Little League series. you that remember that? That is the oddest shit I've ever seen. Oh, made. it's it's awful. <laughs> but like awful in this like weird way where you're like, I'm enjoying this. And then he was also in Sidekicks with uh, Chuck Norris, And Joe Piscopo, he's also in It, the original. Yes, he's one of the child versions of the adults in the nineteen ninety It. But his biggest role, uh, that that rose him to like I don't know, like teen heartrob fate like phases, is uh, Sequest DSV. Do you remember Sequest? No, I don't know this show. Sequest is like Star Trek, but in a submarine underwater. And he was like a child prodigy that like. Created a v- device for their like dolphin to be able to talk through like brainwaves. You mean in just shittier Will Wheaton? Yes, it, it is exactly <laughs> that, right? Jeez. But he was a heartthrob, and he was he was great. And then in two thousand three, unfortunately, took his life because he was depressed about his uh, stardom. Just kind of his star was burning out, and he had just gotten a role in uh, Bruce Willis's Hearts War, and then most of his stuff was on the cutting room floor. Damn, homie, rest in peace. Uh, absolutely, I think he would have had an illustrious career, honestly, because he was in line. He auditioned for uh, Anakin Skywalker and for Attack of the Clones, and I, I'm I'm saying that they missed out. I'm serious. <laughs> you are saying they shouldn't have gone with Hayden Christensen? I like Hayden Christensen.
1: I hate you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hayden. Uh, but they 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 actually. You had a rising star in Jonathan Brandis. He was right in that, uh, uh, right along with um, uh, Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, from, he, he died at an early age uh, when he died in front of the Viper room. Edward Furlong. No. <laughs> Rivers <laughs> Phoenix. Yes. River, River Phoenix. Phoenix. I was going to say Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix he should have died long ago <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> uh well that's our cast that is our cast Thank And you that's for listening our to stepfather too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all we have to say about it no we and another interesting factoid about this film is that terry o'quinn and meg foster were both together in a film the same year with rugger howard called blind fury where Rutger Howard is a oh blind my God. man, and that's that is going to end up on this show basically. for sure, <laughs> right? So the film starts off uh, with introducing us to Puget Sound Psychiatric Hospital, which yes. is where Jerry has been housed since the events of Part One. And if you're if you somehow didn't watch Stepfather One or listen to that episode one, go listen to that. It's probably going to be a better episode. <laughs> I think I can give everyone a five second sum up of it. Do it. Serial killer poses as stepfather and tries to kill new family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's that's pretty spot <laughs> on. And he kills a few dogs. Does he kill a dog? He kills two dogs in the movie. I don't remember that piece at of all. shit. Yeah. What a fucking horrible piece of <laughs> the shit. The worst thing about this movie is that the coolest part of this movie is the first 10 minutes, which is the scenes that take place at this uh, Puget Sound mental asylum. I would have gone for a whole movie of him trying to escape. Yeah, because he gets out easily. Yeah. Just spoiler alert, he gets out. The stepfather when he gets out. <laughs> this is, um, I, I sympathize with him because he's he's in there and he's painting miniature models. And I was like, that's going to be me when I'm committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means that Carly has to go. <laughs> for you to be a stepfather, you're going to have to take care of your first family. Damn, I'll just treat my kids like I'm their stepfather. So, (laughs) in which way? (laughs) Because we already talked about porn. Not that way. (laughs) Daddy's home. (laughs) So, uh, Joe is our caseworker that's assigned to Jerry, and he's he's trying to get through to Jerry. And uh, it's it's one of those things where it's very much like um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 yes yeah where it's like a, a psychiatrist sums up the story that we've missed and there's only one person in the room that seems to be like i ain't leaving you alone with this motherfucker yeah, it <laughs> right? is a hick. it is a <laughs> hick security guard who like has it, it somehow is the smartest man in the room at all times they literally this man looks like kenny's father from uh south park <laughs> <laughs> so oddly enough uh this psychiatric hospital has a wood shop yeah i was so confused about this too i was like um they don't even let you wear shoelaces in the mental hospital let alone work a table saw this is more of a prison than it is a psychiatric hospital yeah I which mean, it should be yes right this man killed several people <laughs> agreed so uh jerry is working on a whole bunch of like m- little tiny model homes, but he hasn't seemed to got the ratio right of what the doll size. Yeah, should the be. dolls are giant in it. Giant. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I'm a giant. <laughs> <laughs> Look now at you- these tiny cups that I have. <laughs> now, you see, doctor, I'm actually a giant in a little man's body. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like we're making progress <laughs> so jerry obviously escapes he's got to the further the plot yeah okay this escape is wild it's actually probably my favorite kill in this movie so he, this little doll that we mentioned has a shank in it yeah i don't know how he hit it because it seems to come out of the it's feet. retracting really yeah he how do you pulls how do you how do you make something like that how how does it retract? It, like, it's not a pen. Yeah, this is actually a knife someone smuggled in for me, but then I put it in this man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he... He, um, he stabs him in the back of the neck. He, he, he acts crazy to trick the um, psychiatrist into thinking that the security guard should come in. And then tells the security guard, oh, I, I misinterpreted the situation. So then when he dies and pushes right, the button. Right, because he like takes his entire model home and just like shoves it across the room and destroys it. And he's like, but see? And the doctor's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. And then he's like, no, see? Things can be destroyed, but then they can be put back together. And he's like, you're this, free to go. Put this man on the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, And then, yeah, uh, Jerry stabs him in the, in the spine with this shank. And kills him. And then he proceeds to bludgeon the security guard. Yeah, steals, calls him back into the room. Yeah. Um, steals his uniform and just walks out. Walks fully out. And then, in which is my favorite kill of the film, Jerry proceeds to uh, find a guy who just got back from a vacation. It's like, I can't wait to see my wife and kids. I'm an innocent bystander. <laughs> and, and, and... The guy, he, he helps the guy load his luggage into the back of the trunk. The guy's hands are, are in the trunk of the car. And 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 Jerry just slams that <laughs> trunk on him. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but as he's doing it, it's such classic, like, cliche bullshit. As he's screaming, a train is going by. So it's like, so you can't even hear the guy screaming. I like that. And then he kills him and takes his shit. Takes his car and proceeds to <gasps> I don't understand how this is possible but jerry proceeds to grow more hair now Um, yeah so it showed us earlier that he makes a pube mustache to make himself look like the security guard that he escapes as (laughs) but he literally grows more hair there's actually not even an explanation for where he all of a sudden has more hair because he's balding. Okay, so they do show in the first movie, remember he he had different wigs wigs and stuff like that. This one doesn't even show him putting a wig on. It's just like, yeah, he has the hair now. It's him. Yeah. It would be like if, if, and I mean, like, no one needs to explain why Michael Myers got the mask, but it would just be like if they showed Michael Myers without a mask, and then when he's killing, he had a mask on. And they're just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, I thought you said that, I thought you were going to say that, like, the mask's hairline was receding as well. He <laughs> does that No, the no, no, it's part five when he has the mullet. <laughs> and he, he proceeds to drive... The fucking furthest away he possibly could. Because like we said, he's in Puget Sound, Washington. Proceeds to drive to um, Yorba Linda. Right, because he sees a commercial on, on this television show that apparently I looked up. And it ran from 1984 to 1985, so it wouldn't even be airing with, like, this new development. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I see these houses that he moves to, I see them every single time I go to work. They're right off the freeway. They just look like the poltergeist house. I was going to say, his (laughs) next-door neighbors are a strangling clown. (laughs) An eating tree. (laughs) That's why he's so mad, because they move the bodies. (laughs) They move the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. You're all going to tie in there. yeah we know it's stepfather 2 yeah we we get it uh, <laughs> no we're not gonna die because the next 45 minutes of this movie is boring as fuck that's <laughs> true uh, somehow this movie as a whole takes place over what i can assume is the course of a year to two Uh yeah but the movie doesn't really tell you that because it feels like it's two days and you're and events that transpire you're like wow you really didn't vet this guy so jerry found an identity Of uh, a man named Gene, who apparently was a psychotherapist, and he found an obituary for this guy, Gene, and that's the identity he takes. I do not know anything about identity theft, but I feel like it's a little more complicated than like, yeah, I'm Gene and I have a full on psychiatry practice now. Yeah the key to identity theft is getting to someone's social security number. And he definitely didn't do that. No, apparently the key to identity theft is just circling the name in the paper. But I'm also like, how did you barely steal this guy's identity and then buy a house in his name (laughs) to buy? No. Okay. So he buys a house in this guy's name. He's posing as this guy. Not only does he buy a house in this guy's name, he buys a house in this guy's name from the real estate agent who is going to be his future wife? Yes, because she's the realtor how How is she the realtor? No, how does he pull a quick one on the other main character of this movie? uh, he doesn't have his social security number fair. How did he... Oh, he, it's like School of Rock. He wrote a check. He's like, make it out to Dewey. That's what I go by outside of school. I mean, as somebody who used to work for escrow, I can tell you I didn't give a fuck. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Jonathan is responsible for the 2008 economic collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big short's actually about him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I let that bubble burst. <laughs> so, um, Gene now, Jerry right G- gets the tour by carol uh played what, by meg foster yeah i do love i do love where he's like there's no basement there's no basement in this house and it's like yeah you idiots california yeah you fuck nut actually yeah. I've, I've since you mentioned i've been searching for houses there's a lot of houses out here in riverside that have basements really yeah we looked at a house that had a full on cellar it was spooky as fuck that's for the twisters <laughs> so um <laughs> you really like that one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Carrie always dies so great in that movie. <laughs> so there uh, he he's watching this Video Datetronics tape, which is literally a video dating service where you got a VHS and anybody who is unfamiliar with it i i tell you to look up 1980s video dating but it won't be the women version it'll be the actually funny version which is all the guys yeah you know the video i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Where it's like i don't like a woman that smokes she smokes we're done here <laughs> yeah you know i actually think there was a serial killer who found women through that system uh, so they're kind of playing off of that i think so yeah I, well that's the thing is i believe I don't want to talk out of my ass but i believe this movie is. i mean isn't it. that just the show <laughs> <laughs> both of us <laughs> but nobody calls us on our shit you're like i don't want to watch these movie so i believe them. <laughs> it, it, it's not that we aren't talking out of our ass it's that nobody is calling us nobody like is like yeah i'm gonna write in and tell them <laughs> they were wrong it's not that we're not talking out of our ass is that our listeners love the smell of farts <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mostly the fact that our listeners don't can't be hands-free when they're ready to like call us on our shit (laughs) they're driving somewhere but i think if this movie is loosely based on a serial killer i think we established that in the the first one one. yeah yeah but he's watching this and he's all frustrated and you i wish that this was a better joke or a payoff it goes nowhere no it doesn't because the woman he ends up with is not on any of these video dates (laughs) okay so there's a through line in this film that isn't as obvious in the first movie, but seems very apparent here is that it almost seems like Jerry is indeed actually looking for companionship. And then when things don't go his way, that's when things snap. Dog, don't get me started on how this movie is horrifically tragic and sad for his character Mm -hmm. because everything is going well. Uh, to an extent until some things happen that we'll talk and, about later until you manipulate and murder somebody yeah sure well yes yeah that's typically a no-go for me yeah but typically yeah typically. there's been times it's that hotness to crazy scale fair yes yeah very but, fair you kill one person and i don't know about it until later if the sex was good i might brush it off <laughs> but, but the thing is is like he is like a a Darkly tragic character. This movie gave him way too much of like a. I kind of feel bad for him, As, especially by the end. Yeah, Re- very much. So he somehow starts an in-home group therapy practice for all the undersexed women in the neighborhood, and uh, they, they're immediately just there and on board. Like I don't know how much time has passed. Do you know how sad suburban women are? what did he do though just make a flyer and like pat slip it under the door and be like hey does your husband not fuck you know i typically i do (laughs) (laughs) i typically don't no he doesn't welcome to malpractice we'll get to that in a second but um one of the you're right he doesn't (laughs) yeah one of the things about this that's wild is i'm typically all for a movie not explaining too much I don't like when a movie treats the viewers like they're idiots and, and they need their hands held. I also don't like it to, when you're talking about treats like idiots. I don't like it when it treats its other side characters who don't have an agenda as idiots. Yeah, but and, this or movie, makes them ask questions way too late. But this movie literally was like, uh, how did how did he become a psychiatrist and tr- trick all these? You don't fucking actually care. It like, doesn't matter. Actually, I I really. I do. I'm confused. He's like, fuck it. He has all of them. Fuck it. Caroline Williams is a mailman. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the wildest development in this movie for me. But it's also like, ah, fuck it. He hates hearing about pussy getting eaten. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This motherfucker's an incel. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yes? Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) He's so mad that these women are like, I love getting my pussy ate. And he's like... (laughs) you're not supposed to go below the belt (laughs) i'm supposed to eat steak only no forehead kisses till after marriage (laughs) he proceeds to listen to this woman talk about how her husband loves to hear the sounds of uh musicals uh, or hymns and carols and okay. things like that this woman the way that she tells this story so- sounds like she is being like she's on the verge of being murdered if she doesn't do it it is upsetting the way that she tells this story mm-hmm. she's like,
1: on sundays we usually unplug the phone that way jake and me are left alone quality time between a husband and wife is very important sally Anyways, this last Sunday, being Jake's birthday and all, he wanted something special with his present. And what was that? He wanted me to hum a song. Well, as they say, music soothes the savage beast. Not Jake. It gets him all hot and bothered, especially show tunes. Show tunes? Yeah, this week I was supposed to learn cats. I tried telling Jake I'd been running around all week, what with errands and planning the church social. I didn't have time to learn the tunes. Well, couldn't you just buy him the record? It isn't the same, Dr. Clifford. I, I gotta hum the songs. Well, I-, I can't blame a man for taking pride in his wife's voice. It isn't exactly my voice Jake's so interested in. What do you mean? Jake likes me to hum when I, you know. (laughs) No, Sally, I'm afraid I don't. He likes me to hum when I, when I kiss him down below. My
0: absolute favorite part of this is that until the end and that line that will hold, right? I was like, Jerry, how the fuck do you not know what she's talking about? Yeah, right? One, you're supposed to be a a couples counselor or maybe not even a couple, I don't know, really, because that's another thing. How much group therapy is like, let's talk about you guys fucking or not fucking. Like, I'm telling you, man, those housewives are lonely. Yeah. But he's just like, "Oh, I don't what what is it, humming? Humming when what?" what like almost like every single girl in the room is like when she sucks his dick (laughs) god damn but also her husband really wanted her to learn cats which i'm like honey your husband's a theater major if you catch my (laughs) drift memories he's like oh god jellicle cats do it do it jellicle (laughs) cats i'm thinking about Idris elbows cat butthole no <laughs> Snyder cut, I want the butthole cut. Bring it to us. <laughs> Speaking of Snyder Cut, prepared for that on the show, guys. Oh Jesus Christ. Um uh, so yeah, he 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 seems very unqualified to do the role that he has decided to do. Like I don't quite understand why he didn't just go get a normal job. Uh because he was, remember, he was a salesman or something halfway through the, the yeah. first movie. Dude, so you can just get up, a normal job. You can pick up MILFs working in the paint department at Home Depot. <laughs> I Ask my sister. Ma'am, I think it's eggshell. <laughs> You're actually looking for satin. It's a mm. lot like your skin. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. <laughs> that's really creepy. Uh, so we also learn that in this group therapy session that Carol, Meg Foster, our our lead girl her husband was a dentist that left her for a 22-year-old that I guess he seduced on the chair. And he had a tragic death involved with a giant talking plant. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the movie the other night. <laughs> oh, it seems so in my head. <laughs> oh, man. You bring the handcuffs? <laughs> <laughs> but also her husband, not only is he that character, but he's also... The character from our last movie we just covered no dude he's just joey buttafuoco <laughs> in an angels jersey like when we see him or jacket you yeah know? I, i'm not saying he deserved to die because he's an angels fan but fair <laughs> i mean uh he wasn't on the trout trout farm so no he wasn't i'm gonna cut that <laughs> Take two for angels jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we've covered two other angels-related movies. Three, on really. This. <laughs> but um, yeah, we learned that he's a dentist. He messed around, and now they are separated or divorced. Not quite sure uh, because she seems to be quite down with the moment that Phil is like, "Hey, I'm back." Yeah, it's a weird. Um, it's a weird thing. So basically, um, Terry. Terry. God damn it. Why is his real name Terry and his character's name is Jerry? Because, I mean, it's just as easy as every single time somebody has the exact same name. That's true. I was almost thinking that like we were going to get to a point in this film where all the other females were like, yeah, my name's Phyllis. What's your actor's <laughs> name? Phyllis. It's like <laughs> the, the office. office. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, Jerry starts getting really close with um, Meg Foster's son in the movie, who we talked about. Todd. Todd. Uh, like, really close. Immediately! And you're like, this is a good dad. <laughs> this is who you deserve. I did think for a moment, even though, love you, dad, but I was like, wish this was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my dad would have ended it all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I just wound up in a bloody pool of my own blood. Yeah, he's, he's like throwing a, a tennis ball against the wall and, and, and Meg Foster's so stressed and he's like, I'll go talk to him. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to beat the shit out of this kid. He goes out there he's like, hey. He's like, I bet my mom would want me to stop. He's (laughs) like, no, you know, if you throw it sidearm, it'll be a little less unpredictable it's like oh what if this movie took a wild turn and it wasn't a slasher it's about a guy becoming the best father he could be to his stepchild after the events of the first movie he actually did like when he's like things can be demolished but things can re- be rebuilt and it's changed. like a family comedy after this <laughs> okay but that, that very much speaks to the tone of the film which feels like instead of a horror movie just a goddamn lifetime original stepfather three Stepfather meets Harry and the (laughs) Henderson. Stepfather 3, making amends. (laughs) Redemption. Redemption. (laughs) Yeah, because this, like we said. (laughs) (laughs) Bloodlines. Just origins. This whole next sequence of this movie, as we said earlier, is so fucking boring because it's just a lifetime mystery thriller movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Because now- The music is that way. Every single thing about it is just Jerry watching as things go on across the street. Jerry getting caught by Caroline Williams' character. Yeah. Who breaks into his house? It's like, hello. who just walks into somebody's house regardless of whether they left something there or not? (laughs) It's like, I forgot my hat. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jerry is in the garage because he saw Phil across the street come by. And he's like, fucking make room for daddy. He's just like slamming a picture that he stole off of her fridge. Yeah. Just beating it with a hammer in the, in the garage. Well, Caroline Williams is like, I'm breaking in. (laughs) I'm getting a hat. Yeah. (laughs) Cause she left her mailman hat. That's when I was like, wait, what is she? A mailman? (laughs) Okay. So she confronts him at like a park yes because, but 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 a little bit down the line but yes, yes indeed yeah there is a moment that's when you find out she really is a mailman yeah because she proceeds to ha- a, a, have a federal offense against her and open up somebody's own mail yeah because she's trying to figure out because she so what's so wild about this movie is <clears throat> it's a slasher right the kills should be driving this movie mm-hmm. but it it makes a hard stop to the point where now what's motivating the movie is that Caroline Williams' character is discovering who Terry actually is. Yes. Jerry, God damn it! <laughs> She's discovering who he is. And that's the story of, of, of what's happening now. Trying to cover his tracks. The, the story becomes more of covering your tracks so we can get to the wedding that was promised on the poster. Yeah. And it's like, what if he just grabbed her and was like, what the fuck do you, th- why? You trying to- I'm trying to turn a new leaf over. He's like, what if he was just like, you're really ruining everything for me. What's interesting about that dynamic between Maddie and Jerry is that you are correct. He he never just fully has a moment where he's like, listen, okay, we I messed up, and that's not my name. But I, you're right. I I'm trying to just change my life, and there's there's parts of my life that. I will reveal in in good time, but I'm ashamed about. And and you know, when the time is right, we'll have that conversation. Or or Carol can tell you as her friend when I've confided in her. But until then, it's really none of your fucking business. Yeah. But, but in, instead, but in, instead, murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, I w- I wish I wish that that was how I could take care of problems at work. <laughs> Where they're like, hey. Looks like you didn't really do that the other day. And I was like, hey, you know what? You're fucking dead. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) Yeah, right? Instead of being like, "Mm, sorry, I'll get around to it. Murder. Murder. If murder was more of the... uh, If murder was more mainstream, I'm down. You're just working the wrong job. That's fair. You gotta be a police officer. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, So, Gene and Phil uh, have a meeting, right? Carol says... Uh, Phil's thinking about getting back with me. And he's like, tell him to come see me tonight. <laughs> it's literally what the plot of that terrible, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Will Ferrell daddy's home is, is like, oh, stepdaddy showed back up and he's in our lives. hmm mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Phil comes over, uh, Todd sees Phil pull up in Terry's driveway. And so he sees his own father and has a conversation with him where he's like, what's up, champ? I'll see you in a bit. And Todd's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But does see his dad, right? Because that's important. So now, not only do we have Terry telling Carol, hey, tell him to come see me tonight. But then we have Todd seeing his own father in that man's driveway. And then Phil disappears And nobody's piecing this together way more easier than what we have here. And also, the only person who's suspicious is a nine-year-old child. Yes. He's like, where'd my dad go? Yeah, where'd my dad go last night? No, champ, he saw me and then I know he said, "Uh, fuck that bitch, kid, I'm out. (laughs) It's rough, man. (laughs) So so they have a conversation, and Terry is like, yeah, Carol doesn't want you. She didn't have the guts to say it to to your face, right? And Phil's like, was bullshit. I'm just going to go talk to my wife. Right? Yeah. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. I, I lied. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you called my bluff shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Gives up so easily. I totally expected you to be like, okay, and leave. <laughs> uh, I guess we're going to have to resort to murder. It's unfortunate because yeah. now I'm going to have to kill you. Right? So so he goes, ah, come in here, have a drink with me. We'll discuss like what she really said. <laughs> and, and and Phil's like, well, no problem. I can go for a drink and uh he goes you haven't anything he's like nah nah but this is a, this is about time i cracked open that bottle smashes it over his head love this line just cuz it's fun we got to a point where something's fun and he smashes the bottle over his head takes the bottle and then proceeds to stab him to death yes to death as he goes make room for daddy <laughs> They're really trying to give him a catchphrase now. They really are. It's like, naughty! <laughs> yeah. uh, Step! Father! Two! <laughs> <laughs> so, it, as if it wasn't enough that he has just killed the father, he then proceeds to take his car, with him in it, to a junkyard, gets it crushed. Okay, but what is with this junkyard? Why does this junkyard la- look like it was just cleared... So that we could have like a battle royale with a bunch of cars shining their headlights in a circle. Well, there's that. But, um, <laughs> like the entire ground is just clear of cars and debris so that Jerry can have a free-for-all. Well, it had to be clear because the schedule's really tight at this junkyard because Jerry had to do it, but then they also had a fight with Freddy and Jason booked at nine. So they had to make sure that you know everything was out of the and, way. And then immediately after that, John Saxon had to bury Freddy's bones. So. Yes, yeah, see? Yeah. So it's, it's a tight <laughs> schedule. They're on here yeah. at this junkyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after that, Little Devil... And uh, the rest of the the people from Nothing But Trouble decided to have a party. Yes. See, yeah. (laughs) It really is the same kind of junkyard. It's the busiest junkyard on earth. (laughs) But yeah, so Terry goes in there. He's got Phil's car. He's crashing it around. And I guess the idea is to make it look like it's just another car within the junkyard. Yeah. But every other car in the junkyard around it has already been smashed to a pancake. Do you know what's gonna happen? What? Some junkyard workers will be like this car wasn't here yesterday. Open it, see the dead body, and be like, "I gotta call the police." That's what I thought. <laughs> what I also think is weird is that uh, he gets out after crashing the car, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna do like a drunk driver thing," which is kind of what he did in the first movie, That'd right? Be with cool. the with the therapist. And this time, he's like, "Now nah, I'm just gonna take this metal bar and beat the shit out of it some more, and then just leave it." Yep. Yeah. Leave it? Dude, your DNA is all over this car. Okay, that's another thing, because he thinks about DNA and wiping the fingerprints when he kills Maddie later, but here not, like it doesn't matter. He's like yeah, those, those, <laughs> those junkyard workers don't get paid enough to pay <laughs> attention. I've seen Making a Murderer <laughs> by the time this is over that junkyard guy is going to jail <laughs> and there's gonna be a whole netflix documentary about it and me i'm in the clear with new wife yeah it's just uh so no one really gives a shit that this guy's gone Bare like uh meg foster barely does too she's like where did he go oh he just went back to his hotel i called they said he checked out it's like oh I must fucking hate you and that's it he must hate you and your creepy blue eyes. that's it but there's never even a conversation about Phil told me that he wanted to get back with me. Why would there be anything different? You know, like there's this kind of it's dialogue. It's like, hold on, you literally talked to him last night and he told me he wanted to get back together and now he's gone. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm your therapist but let's let's fuck. Let's fuck. <laughs> It'll be hot. But he's not actually about let's fuck because Terry is not an intimate person. He as is we learn. an incel. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Sex makes him mad. Like, it's, it's so weird. So I want to touch on something I think is very important because the film thought it was important. Camp Town Races. This is the oddest, like, the, 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 the fucking most baffling, weird, like, moment of this is how he gets caught. Literally the moment it happened, I was like, this is how he gets caught. Stepfather 2 lives in a universe in which nobody has heard of Camp Town races. Yeah. And if you're sitting there, nobody being like, has oh. seen Blazing Saddles. <laughs> is that in that? Yeah, that's the song that all the railroad workers get yeah. all the white cowboys to sing. <laughs> but what's funny is that even now, somehow, if you do not know what we're talking about, just give yourself five seconds. And hum it to yourself, right? Because apparently nobody else is like, yeah, that's Camp Town Races. Not a single person. Like, he. Uh, uh, Terry whistles this song throughout the entire film. And Todd goes, hey, what song's that? And he's like, oh, let me teach it to you. Teach it to you? Like, just sing it back. Yeah. <laughs> and he's whistling it, mind you. And he keeps whistling it. He's been whistling it since he walked out of the psychi- psychiatric hospital in the yeah. beginning of the film. But. Every single person is like,
1: what's that song? What's that?
0: And somehow also doesn't know how to like They if they do not whistle it, then they don't know how to get it out of their mouth. So they're like ha ta ta-cha-cha boo boo goog. Honestly, <laughs> I thought I thought maybe it was like I thought he was doing chopsticks, honestly. <laughs> I think it went. Na 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 That's not it. That's not it. No, he he. It wasn't the Maple Leaf Rag. Na 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 na. na that's not it. No 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 no. I don't think it was at it either. Yeah. Nobody like they're like it went. I don't know. You know music shit. Yeah. Nobody like it. It's like the the all of. Of of your Belinda is just like I've I've been out of the zeitgeist of music for a long All time. All those honkies in that town, if it was a fucking Johnny Mathis song, I'm sure they would have been like, Yep, yeah, that's-, that's it. It was Johnny <laughs> Mathis. It's really weird. I didn't understand why he was whistling that. But I got it. <laughs> it was Rod Stewart. I know Rod Stewart. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna be important because that is the key reveal is Camp Town. City. Yo. I just wanna I, I wanna hype it up because I think it's the funniest fucking reveal in this movie. The way that it's revealed and the person who reveals it has a reveal of themselves that is so fucking funny that it came out of left field for me in this movie. So yeah, um he teaches Todd Camptown ladies how to whistle it. Cantown ladies? Duh Camptown ladies. Isn't it races? Races? Yeah. Ladies. Camptown ladies. Am I saying same I don't wrong? know. Oh, you might be right. Camp yeah, town... We just spent five minutes talking about how stupid people are that they don't know the song. Uh-huh. And then we don't know the song. That's fair. <laughs> we just don't know what the na- t- name of the song Remember is. what we said earlier? <laughs> just talking about <laughs> our asses. Hey, man, at least it went full circle. <laughs> you know? It's a lot better than most movies that we, we deal with. <laughs> uh, don't worry. We'll you're be right. stupid another it's time. Camp Camptown ladies sing this song. <laughs> Races aren't singing shit. Um, uh, oh, interesting! It's both. Is it? Yes. Oh hell yeah! Okay, it's not fully town, out of our ass, more out of our urethras and camp town- <laughs> <laughs> Um, just pissing in the wind. Yeah, man. I mean, it, whatever. <laughs> so, yes, that, you, know, <laughs> you sound like you had something to say. I lost. Uh, no, so Jerry like we said tells carol the lie that phil's car um you know wasn't found and and as this is happening we're seeing it get destroyed at the junkyard and this is where terry has his first uh inappropriate relationship with his patient well just like any good christian he fucks and puts a ring on it because he asks her to marry him in the next scene at this like uh, it's not even it's not an engagement party that they have they have a party where he in, they get engaged mm-hmm. so yes it is an engagement party but it's a party where an engagement happened what's with carol's outfit here are you talking yeah. the denim on denim with a brooch no not that oh one. that was that's, earlier that's caroline williams we'll oh, get into Carol. that yeah we're talking about carol's outfit where she's dressed up like a sailor <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? She's a shift that scoops Ahoy after. There it is. (laughs) She, um, she proceeds to have this party. Like I said, I don't know what the party is, but it's just reminiscent of the party in the first movie. But also, we don't even know the fucking timeline. No, we don't. But yeah, boom, they're engaged. He asks her to be his wife. And Caroline Williams, uh, Maddie, who's already, uh, like, concerned about him, and it's like, you don't even know this guy. You know, we don't know him as our psy- psychiatrist. Uh, which is weird to say. Like, you should research before you're like, yeah, he's my doctor. Yeah, but like, how much do you really know about your psychiatrist? You should know a lot more than than they do at this point. That is true. And 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 so she's concerned, which causes her to keep finding more and digging deeper into the whole of yeah. who Gene really is. So, um, uh, at that point, Caroline Williams is is like no, her other friend, right? No, it is Caroline Williams. Yeah, right. She she goes. You know, all he gets, uh, all, all the only mail that I deliver for him is bills and, and and junk mail. He never gets any correspondence from any friends or family. And I'm like, I guess I'm a serial killer yeah, too. Yeah, it's all I get too. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, and and um and. I was told where it's like, well, you know, that might be weird in the '80s, like, was it? No, no. I'm a, I, never. Honestly, it'd be weirder now because you can get your bills online. I'm telling you what, if I went to World War II, I would. I'm I'm sorry, I'd be like, honey, I got some shit going on over there. I'll write you when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> if like, you don't hear from me, I'm dead or alive. Yeah. Yeah. You just just hold on to that hope and don't marry anybody else. We're going to have to ask good friend of the show, Bobby, to tell us, is it weird if you just get bills in the mail? Yeah, Bobby, is it weird? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's a mailman. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He can tell us. Yeah. (laughs) But, Bobby, do you go around being like, only junk mail and uh, bills, so... Serial killer. I'm going to call the cops (laughs) every day. I think if you're a grown adult and you only get highlights, you should be reported to the police. That's fair. I mean, (laughs) unless you're a dentist. (laughs) Especially if you're a dentist. (laughs) So now Caroline Williams goes on this entire thing of trying to figure out who he is and um Peppy Cellia Peppy that's her in the mail, <laughs> and um she opens up his mail, and then we have i it there's it's not really an important scene other than I just want to point out why does Jerry eat his breakfast as if he's ready to have his breakfast shot like it's in a breakfast commercial with yeah. a giant pitcher <laughs> of milk and orange juice side by side with his cereal bowl. Here's my question. Um a pitcher of milk, ew. That shit's going to go stale as it sits out like that. Stale? You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean. It's not going to get crusty. No, if you put okay, if you put an open thing of milk in the fridge, it still gets gross. It needs to be sealed so there's less air going in it. Right. That shit's nasty. Yeah that's that's just fucking gross but he's also when we're talking about this it's it's not like he prepared breakfast for all three of them this is him in his own house it's like frosted flakes part of a well-balanced balanced meal and then on the side it's like a dead body which is not me well balanced yeah he's like (laughs) 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 Uh, honey bunches of nuts is just like me nuts so yeah (laughs) grape nuts it makes me shit (laughs) also i'm nuts (laughs) see this pitcher of milk isn't it clear he's strangling caroline williams while he's having a shit (laughs) grape nuts keeps me regular (laughs) so jerry is confronted by maddie with what i found one of the most enjoyable scenes just because she's like Hey, yeah, so um, I, I looked you up, and this isn't your name. He's like, oh, yeah, I had to change my name. And she's like, but also, like, it says that you went to this high school, and this high school is not where you said you're from. Oh, and my was, God. This <laughs> is, like, the most – and I know this scene is not played for comedy, and it's the funniest I, thing in this movie. I couldn't handle it. I, I was like, ah. <laughs> She – she proceeds to go. She goes, oh, yeah, and you were on the basketball team? He goes, yeah, what What a great time that was. She was like, this basketball team? And it's a picture of an all-African-American high school basketball team. The coach is black it, and all the players are black. It's like as if Jerry was on the tri Lams from <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, yeah you got me (laughs) Uh, he has nothing he has no explanation i have michael jackson disease (laughs) i would have loved for him to try to still explain his way out of it i really would where they're like i was i was actually the manager of the team (laughs) (laughs) that would have been better i think i would have been able to pull it off because that's real for me yeah it's like um, I was sick that day. <laughs> well, I, he turns through and he's like, excuse me, Maddie. I think it's racist that you don't think I could be on that basketball team. Have you ever seen Larry Bird? <laughs> so Jerry proceeds to bring Carol, uh, Carol, uh, flowers for something that I, I guess we missed where he's like, these flowers are an apology for what? For killing your husband, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he proceeds to give her that, and he's like, "Also, let's have sex." Yeah. Okay. So we have a sex scene between the two of them. I just want to say, um, I was reading some comments. Uh, I don't want to get too much into people's looks that much, but I always thought that Meg Foster was a striking one, right? Like, her eyes. It's those baby blue gorgeous eyes. They scare me. Right? They scare you? They scare the shit out of me. they're sexy. They're just so pale. Mm -hmm. They just, like, I don't know. They they, they scare me. (laughs) She looks like a witch. Okay, have you seen Masters of the Universe? No. Okay, she plays Evelyn in that. And that's the first time that I saw Meg Foster. And I truly think that she really, the look is perfect. She looks, like, you know otherworldly she looks evil and it's great do you know why her eyes scare me and now why i just said it makes me think of a witch because you think she's an alien and they live no because she's (laughs) oh that's right she's Mm -hmm. in that i love they live but the first role where i realized it was her is she's in lords of salem yes as a witch yes so i think that's why i have this association in my mind of her being scary is that that character that she has? But I read a lot of people, um, because uh, a lot of people will post about Masters of the Universe and they'll be like, "How do you feel about this person?" Uh, you see that on the forums a lot. That you know, for like B movie stuff, and uh, everybody's always like, "Those eyes, they scare me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why somebody's so terrified over somebody's eyes. They're scary. But I think in this scene, it. To me i'm like this sex scene it's it's good you know it's it's making me feel sexy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh so caroline williams is back at her house and okay this outfit is the outfit of the entire movie okay she is wearing denim jeans with a denim long skirt like down to your ankles over top the denim jeans with a turtleneck with a brooch attached to said turtleneck and then a brown suede uh, vest with polka dots on the back of said vest. Now listen I don't mean to jump ahead but I'm going to say it. She deserved to die for wearing that outfit. (laughs) I, I mean, it she was a it mortal was sin. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry walked in there and was like, Oh, God! Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. He kills her and then proceeds to... Uh, he, he strangles her and then proceeds to hang her uh, from a noose. And guys, if you have yet to go out and see this movie and you're like, oh, I might check it out after you guys reviewed it, uh, take a look at her hanging from the noose Because she's supposed to already have been dead. And she
1: blinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, if you're only going to watch one part of this movie, this is the part I was hyping up earlier. As Jerry is leaving, after he has killed her and faked her suicide, is as it's reported, the neighbor sees, or is there when it happens. He doesn't see shit. Well, hold on. Don't (laughs) spoil it. (laughs) So, she... Uh, obviously, Meg Foster is distraught. Her best friend just killed herself. Um, uh, Terry, Jerry, fuck, is less than distraught. He's like, she had a lot of problems, is what he says. It's like, she was unhappy. It's like, okay, what a weird thing for a psych- psychiatrist. It's okay. But my biggest question here is that why is there not an investigation in which the police would question the psychiatrist of a person who just committed suicide to see if it all adds up or there's foul play. And thus, once questioning the psychiatrist, be like, wait, you're the fucking guy we've been looking for. I can tell you why. Why? You see how white that neighborhood is? Hmm. Damn. <laughs> you want to get real dark about it this, don't It gets us you? again. Mm-hmm. But, so, the neighbor comes over. The neighbor of Maddie. Of Maddie. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> whistles a song. What song would that be? To camp down races slash ladies. <laughs> yeah. But it is exactly how we were describing it. Where he's like, I've heard this song. I don't know what, how it even goes. And he's go. saying this, right? And she goes, what do you mean? He goes, I heard that the night that she killed herself. I heard it coming from her house. And you're like, oh my God. He saw Terry jerry leaving the house terry jerry (laughs) gene and then proceeds to reveal i was hyped for this up really because it's my favorite fucking thing this motherfucker is blind yep (laughs) and only heard camtown race and also is the only time he's in this movie he's like i'm blind (laughs) (laughs) thank god yeah and he's only there to plant this seed for the fact that he has heard to camp down races coming from the house the night she died, mm-hmm. drop there. You're like, okay, so he's gonna. This is gonna happen. That's it. Meanwhile, Terry, on his way back from Caroline Williams' house, grabbed a bottle of wine that I guess Maddie likes or something. Yeah, and and proceeded to bring it back to uh, Carol, who had fallen asleep after they had sex, and it was supposed to be, I guess. Late enough in the night where it's like, where'd you get this bottle of wine? And he's like, I don't worry about it. I, you know, Seven Eleven. Yeah, they have all the good stuff. That is fair. They do. You know, if you want a forty, we got you. Do you, you want, want three, four locos? we won't ask questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. want dick pills? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they get into a weird fight about when the wedding should be, whether it should be delayed because of her friend committing suicide or not. And then we just jumped to the wedding. So I don't know who won that battle. He's like, hey, fuck your friend. Let's have the wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here we are. It's wedding day. They're getting ready in separate rooms. And then Todd is whistling the Camp Town Racist song. And that proceeds to get Carol all fired up in her head being like, wait a minute. That's what the blind guy said. Wait a minute. No one's ever whistled that song before. That's what I mean! (laughs) Like What? Like, how do you put these together? You could have written so many better things that could have connected these things together. Todd! Todd, where'd you hear that sound? On Sesame Street? (laughs) Oh. Huh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or, I mean, literally, you could have done something such as, like, Maddie left, like left a wedding gift for you and inside the wedding gift is the black basketball team picture <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better it's there it's like how do you explain that your husband was black <laughs> anything than this camptown racist stupidity where like it's almost as if the, the movie was like we can't afford shit else when it comes to music so it's gotta be this. <laughs> but it's such a popular song. Listen, we were having him spin. we were having him whistle spin me right round, but then we had to pay for the rides, and it just <laughs> fucked us. <laughs> um so she figures out that she goes, oh, where'd you hear that song? And he's like, Terry taught it to me, you know? Or Jerry taught it to me. I, yeah, I, I got it. it now I got it. Uh Jerry taught it to me, and she's like oh no, and he bought more of the same wine and and, and confronts him. And then, it, then this scene, this line, I'm gonna play it because his freak out is also epic because of the last line.
1: What do I have to do? Why is this so hard? Haven't I said that I love you? Haven't I been like a father to that boy? I even had sex with you, for
0: God's sake! I love the idea that he's like, I don't want to fuck! (laughs) (laughs) If if, if you literally, in an argument, to win said argument, are like, you know what? I take care of your bills, I take care of your house, I fuck you! (laughs) Because that's what he says, I even had sex with you, for God's sakes! then sell yeah (laughs) i think it's funny though because also i I mean to be fair at my age i'd rather masturbate (laughs) (laughs) i'm just so tired (laughs) my own thing is like what cracks me up is like to be completely honest meg foster dog what a logic leap (laughs) to be like he's a killer because she she's like, it matters. You answer the goddamn question. Like, answer me. Why were you black? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the wine? Is what she says. <laughs> what happened to the doll? What happened to the doll? <laughs> What's in <on> the box? <laughs> yeah, you're right. The leap of logic, is just way too out there. Finding a piece of something would have been better. Uh, literally finding that photo. Like, in her apartment or something, day of wedding. If they found her ex-husband's corpse, then it would have been like, oh, there you go. Something. (laughs) Anything. Did you teach our song to camp town races? (laughs) Yeah. It's a fucking awful song. (laughs) You've committed crimes against music. So, he proceeds to start strangling strangulating her suffocating her with her own veil and then todd comes in like leave my mom alone and he's like i'll get after you then todd instead chases him locks him in some storage closet that locks from the outside it yeah why wouldn't it i just thought it was weird that it locked from the outside why wouldn't you lock a closet from the outside yeah no, like, it locks with, like, a lock on the outside. I mean, that's the only way you could do it. That's how our studio locks. Oh, don't tell people that. <laughs> wait you wanted to lock from the inside yeah we got stuck in here yeah that makes no sense what if carly fool? pulled a prank on us and locked us in here oh my god <laughs> it's so hot in here. Yeah, too. it really is hot guys uh so so he locks todd in this office todd's super smart though because i wouldn't have figured this todd, out that is the smartest shit, you guys he because of the way that it locks right like you would lock a door with a with a with a padlock he takes the door off the hinges mm-hmm. and opens it the opposite direction. Because there's a hammer in the storage closet, a claw hammer, in which he proceeds to then go and chase him down as Terry, Jerry, is. Terry, <laughs> <Gary>, Barry, <laughs> is chasing Carol. Through the reception area below the church, and meanwhile, everybody in the church upstairs is like, "Where the fuck are the brides?" Because and girl? the ladies over there, are like, bah, 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 on the <laughs> organ, so they can't hear this woman being brutally murdered <laughs> underneath them. Yeah, and 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 then it's honestly, it's kind of a lackluster climax. Well, there's something so stupid that they thought would be so like. you know but i don't give a shit the cake is that what you're talking about no yes but no but i i don't care enough about stepfather one to even give a shit is like she stabs him in the same spot where he was stabbed before is that why he's impervious to chest stabbings yes because this fool gets stabbed in the chest last movie this movie twice Still it keeps, keeps going. going. But he gets stabbed in the same spot, and that's what puts him down. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? <laughs> yeah. And do you want to know what's even dumber than that? He gets stabbed in the heart. Because oh, all he wanted was love. He got his heart broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you guys, guess what? There's like two more of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more plus, plus a, a remake. The remake, yes. Yeah. But one more. Yes, there is one more. I will tell you guys that it's supposed to be uh, Jerry again, but it's played by a different actor and they explain it that he got facial reconstructive surgery. That's dope. I like that. I'm okay with that because it's the only explanation that makes any sense as to why somebody out there wouldn't be like, hey, you're that stepfather killer. (laughs) Hey, aren't you that land shark? (laughs) No, Um, but yes. Jerry dies because Todd, to save his mom before he's about to murder her, drives a claw hammer into Jerry's chest. And then they proceed to go upstairs as who, not who, who comes the bride. (laughs) Uh, Who comes all over her. (laughs) Not Jerry. Uh, They're walking down. And and this is the kind of thing where... Todd and Carol walking down the aisle, are both bloody, her in a bloody bridesmaid uh, bride's dress, uh is is kind of like the imagery, the idea of they were like, let's make stepfather two. Okay, what's it gonna be about? This time he destroys a wedding. Like, and we build it all around that. It's like, right? okay, Stepfather 2, what do we got? Um, uh the woman walks out in a bloody dress. Cool. Where does that fit in the movie? The end. We're fucked on the rest. <laughs> because mm-hmm. like, yeah. everything's accelerated to get to this wedding there's no uh emotional build-up to it really and in my mind do you think that this would have been a better thing is for them to actually have tied the knot and then she he, it's revealed that you just married a, a murderer yeah but then that would have been stepfather one are they already married i think so okay but The other thing too is you can tell literally all they had in mind was no one's done a no one's done a killing at a wedding yet. Right. And we're ahead of the curve. But also, then he's not a stepfather this whole movie. I know. He's just some dude your mom's fucking. (laughs) But that title doesn't work well. The boyfriend. Some dude your mom's fucking too. (laughs) Side piece. (laughs) <laughs> the movie mom why does dad never come back from the cigarette store Two <laughs> booty call across the street i'm not gonna call him dad too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so that's it guys that's stepfather 2 it's nowhere near as good as the original but i will say that I appreciate every single person and what they're doing in their roles in this film. Because besides it being a shitty movie, the people in it are trying really hard. And are great. You know, Terry O'Quinn is great. And also, anytime Caroline Williams shows up in something, I'm stoked. So, you know, I can't, I can't complain. Agreed. Very much agreed. Uh, wait till we get the Sharknado 4. Fuck, wait till we get the Sharknado 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, would you recommend this? No. Same. Honestly, I I looked at it and 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 watched the whole thing through and I really considered it uh, saying like, yes, because it's a great addition to the first one. But it's just not. It's just a rehash. What's crazy is that the first one is actually a good movie like cut and dry it's a good movie it's well made it's it's well written it's it's a good movie and then this one's just so off the rails and it's such a tough spot when we when we do these movies that are in the middle of a franchise because it's like shit how do i not recommend this to you and then we still have one more <laughs> movie to do in well, this it's plenty, you know it's 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 like eventually you got, you're going to have to stop saying that you recommend a leprechaun movie until we get back to like leprechaun in the hood you know yes i yeah. do re- recommend leprechaun 3 though I, yeah of yeah. course but you, you know what i'm saying i you're that, that's a perfect example there there's going to be lulls in uh, most of these franchises that we're that we're getting into like yeah. i have a feeling that i'm not if if it's anything like stepfather 2 i'm not gonna enjoy puppet master 4 and 5 <laughs> <laughs> well so what do you give this on the jaw scale Jaws 3. I am in full agreement. Yeah. Jaws 3. Jaws 3. It's not unwatchable, but it's just not great. It's just... It's it's trying trying too hard. It is. I think, personally, this movie would have worked so much better as a dark comedy. I was just going to say that. If everything was more tongue-in-cheek, if he's a little more quippy, like, all those kind of things. Because when you have a sequel to something that is unnecessary like this uh you have to either go more dark and more gore or or the opposite way let more lighthearted and be like y- y- you guys know what you're watching this was on hbo at like midnight it's called the stepfather for god's sake you know what i mean like yeah, yeah i think i think it would have worked as a dark comedy absolutely so yeah Charles three um so that's what we thought about it but there's still a couple people that we need to hear from First off, Mr. Person, who usually has to sit through all these films, but I'm pretty sure I already heard that she did not watch this one. So no, but she did ask me if it hangs dong like the first one, and I told her no, and she was pretty bummed. Okay, <laughs> which is a great, great segue then, because she loves Lost, so she was like, "Oh, Terry O'Quinn doesn't hang dong." No, no, he doesn't. Well, that's a great segue. Where should this movie hang dong? When he's in the basement hitting that photo with the hammer, I would have wanted his penis hanging out of his pants. Oh, that's um, okay. Like he was jacking it, but then he was like, like (laughs) like, (laughs) like, flopping around. (laughs) Okay. I would have to say that I would want this film to hang dong. (sighs) Probably at the end straight up as his like final line he's straight up like, like he's got a he's got his he's bleeding out and he's just, just like uh, cuz what's the, the final line is is basically, basically till he's supposed to, to say till Til death, Til death to his part and he's like till death and death. dies right and i wish the camera just panned out and at, at his his tuxedo pants had fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> like he's Patrick Bateman in that one, or Patrick Bates in that one scene in American Psycho where he's running with the chainsaw, but naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Daddy's home. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So you've heard from us. We didn't really have to hear from Carly because she didn't see this one. There's still a whole group of people that we need to hear from. They think they're the most important people in the world. That's why they do the reviews in the first place. This is Gimme 5. These are 5 and 10 star reviews pulled from Amazon and IMDb. Tyler finds these. I have no idea what they're going to say, but here we go. What do we have today, sir? Are they all Amazon? They are all Amazon because there was not a single 10 star review written for this movie on IMDb, and it was very hard to find 5 star reviews. All right. Well, here we go. All Amazon reviews, so they're going to be 5 stars. This first one's written by Eric Hoffman back in 2016, titled Holy Crap! Had to See It. (laughs) I I can only guess why. He's so excited. Um, We watched this in high school when a substitute teacher was in for our English teacher. Holy crap! Had to see it again. What? Why would an English teacher show this? Are you shitting me? So you're telling me, right, that a, a substitute teacher came in and was like, Hey, Mrs. Crabtree's not going to be here today for English. And then rolls in one of those carts with the CRT, like ratchet strapped to the top of it, right? And you're like, oh, shit, it's movie day, right? Oh, and, shit, Bill Nye. <laughs> right? Anything, really. And then it pops in, and then it goes, dun-dun, Stepfather too. <laughs> and you're just like... Like, I haven't seen Stepfather 1! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie that you play. And then your your substitute teacher turns around, it's Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, any of you guys got some moms that are single? <laughs> Watch my first movie. I'm looking to fuck. <laughs> so this next one's written by Electro Addict. Uh, written in 2018, titled He was still better than my stepfather (laughs) dot 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 review blank. That was it. That's a good one. What did your stepfather do that makes this man better? This man's a murderer. (laughs) Oh, my God. What could he have done? (laughs) Because, like, uh, you know, it's the the old thing 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 where it's like, like, you know, there's nothing worse than murder. Right. Yeah. So. What? What was this person's username again? He's a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> so, this last one is written by Emily, uh, titled Don't Waste Your Money, March 6, 2020. Literally written a couple months ago. Like, must have watched it right before the pandemic, right? Says, There was nothing to like about this movie and everything to hate about it. Watched Stepfather and was totally entertained, but this is a real loser. Five stars. five stars. What? <laughs> what? Was this in like a double pack? No, this was on the Amazon, because this movie's on Amazon, by the right. way. I forgot to mention that up top. And it, this person was just literally like, fuck this movie. I want to be at the top <laughs> with the five star reviews, I think. I admire the ingenuity. I admire it. <laughs> I, I, I'll allow it. Oh, there's another one that I almost thought it was like, five stars uh it arrived on time (laughs) (laughs) don't do those (laughs) Those that's that's the problem with amazon is that there's reviews mixed in for the dvds where people are like yeah i got it on time well you could start scouring for letterbox now i can that's right yeah we can get Uwe ball uh to write some reviews for the movies we're gonna watch nah I'm, i'm okay fuck this piece of shit if he if he actually wrote for us i still wouldn't accept it (laughs) <laughs> fuck this podcast <laughs> i can't wait to the day he actually listens because he would probably be the first person of 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 thus a celebrity that we would make fun of that'd be like yeah i'm gonna listen <laughs> i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so that's stepfather too guys hope you enjoyed it yeah and if you guys enjoyed it don't forget if you haven't already go ahead and throw us a subscribe a follow whatever it is on whatever where you're listening to it be it uh youtube uh spotify itunes play podcast whatever shit you're listening to it on we are also on all social medias at bombs away show and if you like to send us a message let us know let us know if there's something we could change let us know if there's something you really like throw us a review on it. all of those platforms reviews help us a lot um, like we said up top, be on the lookout for our website when it eventually happens. It'll probably happen right as COVID wipes out the population of the earth. Um, so that'll be cool. Um but- I was just expecting civil war after November third. Oh, it's gonna be dope. <laughs> I'm 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 ready. Yeah. Oh, we down south in the land of traitors. rattlesnakes, right oh. the and alligators right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, we just lost some more listeners. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, you have anything you want to plug? I do. I want to say that coming next week for 4th of July, killing. American Style, the, the one, one that we promised you a year ago. You guys, be ready for a lot of movies that we promised you a year ago. Yes. that Well, that is basically the whole month of July, is that our plan is uh, Killing American Style and Happy Birthday to Me that we flubbed because uh, the recording, the audio wasn't up to par. And
1: we're Here just going to say
0: it. Here it comes, guys. For all of you, Trey, that have been asking for it nonstop, it's Jaws 3 jaws three guys finally finally we're going to take on another movie that is the basis for our scale and thus probably should have been done in the beginning of the show i just saw (laughs) jaws last weekend in the movie theaters nice and it was fucking great of course it is uh jaws 2 still sucks worse than anything else you shut your mouth (laughs) and we will proceed well i (laughs) hope you guys are excited for what's coming up that is fourth of july's episode Killing American style. It's great. Guys. With our boy Chinzo, right? This this is, yes, this is Robert Zadar. Uh, this is also the director who did, uh, in my opinion, probably in the top three bad movies of all time, Samurai Cop. Oh, shit. Okay, so we're introducing you into his world. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be next week. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. I'm Tyler. I'm Jonathan. And... <laughs> Ugh.
1: Make room for Daddy, huh?